Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Slime Wars on our podcast Gold Talks. This is Nirali and we are here to bring to you words of wisdom from the artist and spiritual teacher EJ Gold. My actual name is Armed Forces Chief of Staff General Noonan or its rough equivalent when hissed through a 48-inch petomanic aperture. I'm a former socio-anthro student at the Great Mother Slimeholds Institute of Art and Science at New 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 Washington DC in what would be the 7th semester of the 15th year of my postdoctorate dissertation in what would be March or December of your year 3635. That's exactly 17,540 spring breaks after one of the greatest disasters ever to have hit the earth. And as you're probably already anticipating, All of humanity was wiped out within hours of the cometary masses multiple strikes in Antarctica, South America, Australia, and Africa. I do research as I've told you, looking for great new weapons and tactical surprises from primitive and violent aboriginal cultures such as your own. So I have lots of information about primitive cultures and lower order animal species such as your own. I'm not great at dates and sometimes I've been known to be a century or two off, but in socioanthropology as in tabletop war- warfare gaming like an earth game, you don't need accuracy, just a lot of unremitting force. <laughs> in fact, all I really need to walk around quite unhindered among you is a receptive host such as this easily body-snatched creature I presently occupy by right of eminent possession. My first published monograph was on in our own 37th century in the Mind Reader's Digest. <laughs> the most unforgettable torch-bearing mobs of fear-crazed human beings I have ever met, for which I got a lousy 3.5 Coleridge per word, but what the heck, it was my first professional sale. As Dr. John Lamb, I managed to escape the mob by reason of death. As the Comte de Saint-Germain, I managed to escape by female drag twice, death once, shape-shifting almost once. <laughs> I spent several lifetimes researching early American furniture for another dissertation up in the 39th century when I'm a graduate architectural sciences student, but my escapes by death from the mob account for only 34 of the total number of executed witches in Salem, Mass. What I'm trying to tell you is that there were others. I wasn't the only one who got burned to the stake or drowned or stabbed or cradled to death so you can blame all those other horrible needless deaths by burning drowning stabbing and drow- drawing and quartering on Klatu Nikto Parada an unscrupulous committee chair mold who is notorious throughout the known time frame as a grant thief <laughs> Graft and corruption riddles the powerful grant committees of my time just as in yours prove it in a telepathic society nobody needs to And furthermore, because we can all manufacture unlimited wealth and do virtually anything we want to do at any time we want to do it to anyone to whom we want to do it, no slime mold cares what any other slime mold does. But you humans, you guys are not telepathic. And somebody among you should give a darn because you've been burning the wrong ones at the stake all along. You should have been burning the aliens who are just trying to keep you alive. Keep your species going by sheer momentum alone, knowing that sooner or later the whole thing has to collapse in on itself. But you can't argue with economics, and as long as human enzymes are cheaper than cattle enzymes, the aliens are going to breed humans and let the cattle go to seed. <laughs> 
Time tripping by possession isn't new, but just like alien UFO abductions and the weather, you primitive untelepathic humans seem to realize that it's going to happen to you, but you don't seem to actually be able to do anything about it. Heck, the worst you've ever been able to do to me is to burn me at the stake. Those years when I was still researching my Puritan papers, and even though I was repeatedly burned at the stake, thus Heisenberging the whole event horizon of early American Salem Mass, it only cost me half a point which brought me down to a B-plus, and I still ended up with a slime mold equivalent of a 3.8 grade average, enough to earn me a one-way trip to Battlescape Earth with a full military command, a pay grade of four-star general, and a detail of 22,000 officers and troops, including two battalions of cavalry equipped with the newest RRB-45 stealth saucers, 600 Tiger fighters with ZBK A3s and Stalaxian Farquarts Lesnarizers, and 88 staffers with two alternate chefs and six assistant cooks just for my own mess. Germany Christmas, you'd think with all those personnel, I'd be able to find somebody to bring me a darn muffin and some hot lapsang souchong, now wouldn't you? <laughs> but I'll bet it's going to be at least another 15 minutes before any of those deadbeat gold bricks on my darn HQ staff remembers whether I'm alive or dead. And if they remember wrong, they could make a terrible mistake, and then we'd have to start the whole thing all over again. As you can well imagine, I found it next to impossible to eat, sleep, study, rest, or recreate ancient battlescapes and convert them to chess moves unless I have a sufficient threshold level of photon dance, if you get my drift. Of course, as part of a much larger organism, the Great Mother Slime Molds, I am defined by my own boundaries, my own sense of self and presence, so I can't just hop on a plane and dash off to college. Back in the 37th century, us slime molds have only one university, a great non-physical, electrically boundaried mind which stores and retrieves all data regarding the universe. What more could any sentient being dedicated to a life of selfless duty, suffering under an overbearing sense of unspecified guilt, want anyway? Sure, it's easy for you Americans. You Americans always have your four freedoms, spoken by Franklin Delano Roosevelt and guaranteed in writing by your government printing office on that famous Norman Rockwell poster. <laughs> your four freedoms are nice, if true, but I'll take the only freedom allotted to me in my kind, unlimited time travel and appearance in any form wherever and whenever I choose to appear. It's the darn prepossession selection process that gives me the willies. I guess that's why I always have so much trouble deciding which life to get into next, which branches and pathways to take, which of my few available optional details to spend building the character and strategizing myself through the lifetime, ignoring all personally uncomfortable or painful events should they happen to interfere with my mission objectives. How can I suffer such pain so unflinchingly and uncomplainingly? As T.E. Lawrence once said when asked how he could hold a match in his hand until it burned itself out in his skin, the secret is not minding that it hurts. Had he not also liked that it hurt, I would have been less reluctant to include the reference. <laughs> so who says I don't complain? I attend slime old you strictly by presence and attention, locating my place in class by ray tracing to a fixed locus base. And that's the only way I ever knew how to commute until I hit the Ventura Freeway at 0600 hours in the morning and again at 1850 hours at night. It's important in our slime mold culture to define before magistrate, with benefit of counsel, exactly who you intend to be and to take a vow to keep your shape indefinitely so that nobody else has to end up as you. 
I might as well warn you now that I have just described in the previous sentence the sum total of our ethics practices. <laughs> I'm a natural at human possession, and the one I'm in presently had all the right things about it. Intelligent family, good stock, good breeding, and mercifully not overly often. Good connections in the lifeline, nice progressed chart, and an innate cunning and resourcefulness so hard to find occurring naturally among you late Neolithic hominid Capricorns of Earth. I believe I've mentioned it previously, but just in case I didn't, I want to stress to you the fact that you humans are an extremely profitable resource upon which I'm able to draw as necessary for our tabletop troop assets. That's another reason I buy souls. They make good and willing soldiers if you can get them immortalized and bind them properly into the combat zone so they don't end up on somebody's cutting room floor. Sure, some of them are bound to get hurt, but it's all made right again first thing in the morning when the resurrection bugle sounds and the Armageddon battlescape simulation starts all over again. Most humans prefer life in the Earth battlescape, and why not? The food is even better than regular army chow. And you wouldn't want hot food in the dark side anyway, where conditions and situations tend to keep even the keenest appetite under control. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Gold Talks is produced by Nisheep Gajjar and sponsored by Jukebox Mind. Voice of EJ Gold, courtesy of gatewaysbooksandtapes.com. For more information, visit idhhb.com. See you in the next episode. Until then, have a good one.